Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. It's a new year and it's a new day in a lot of ways. We've got a new administration, a new mayor, a new city council president, and uh, we've got some changes going on at uh, the Southeastern Pennsylvania Transportation Authority, which... Everybody knows better as SEPTA. We have Andrew Bush, the director of media relations here. But first, we want to talk about uh, some challenges to SEPTA in the wake of a budget shortfall. Andrew, tell us more about what is going on with that. Yeah, and thank you for having me on. And so what SEPTA is facing and and unfortunately what our riders may be facing mm-hmm. um, is, a, is a budget shortfall. And this is due to... Uh, the fact that our ridership is still short of where it was before the pandemic, um, you know, SEPTA is not unique in that respect. That's an issue that major transit agencies are dealing with across the country. Um, but what we're up against is that in a few months, the federal COVID aid that we've been relying on for the last several years for our operations, and this is everyday expenses, you know, fuel, labor, um, just the everyday expenses that we need to run the system every day. Um, that funding is uh, is will be out. You know, we're running out of that funding. Uh, so we've known this is going to be coming, and it's you know it's setting up what what's been referred to as a fiscal cliff, um, where we're when we look at our operating budget, we're going to be short about twenty percent of what we need to run the system uh, every day. So we're. Uh, working very closely with our partners in Harrisburg um, for to, to find a funding solution. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get it in in the budget that was passed at the end of last year. Um, but we're you know back at the drawing board now uh, for the new budget. And we're talking about, according to the Inquirer, a two hundred and forty million dollar budget shortfall. Yeah, that, that's correct. Yeah, so it, it would put a, a huge dent in our budget, and we have to operate with a balanced budget. So mm-hmm. the only ways that SEPTA as an agency has to reconcile that um, would be service cuts coupled with fare increases. And, you know, these, these wouldn't be, you know, cost of living fare increases. These would be more drastic, um, which unfortunately would probably also have the effect of, of driving riders away um, because it could start to be cost prohibitive. So um, things that we are working very hard to avoid, um, but there is still a lot of work that needs to be done. And we are talking across the board. So this would include regional rail as well. And so potentially something that could really be uh, really tough for people who are trying to make that commute in and out of the suburbs, because if they're buying rail passes or whatever it is, and also the everyday rider in and around the city. Um, what is happening now in order to uh, try to prevent that from happening? We know that Governor Shapiro has a budget that he is proposing uh, next month. How is SEPTA working to get the money that they need? Yeah, so we're working very closely with the Shapiro administration, um, and and they they understand the need, and it's we, we think it's a, a great asset to have a governor from our region, um, sure. and we have leadership uh, in the General Assembly um, from our region. Th- those are are great places to start. Um, we've had great discussions. Uh, you know, it didn't make it into the um, to the budget that was passed in December, which. Um, you know, it was unfortunate, but we we do still have a positive outlook. Um, continuing discussions, uh, so we're we're hopeful that 
um, you know, be a busy few months here, but we are hopeful that we're going to see a solution emerge. Um, you know, whatever the proposal may be, um, we want to work with all of our partners um, to you know make sure they know the need. Number one, I think all are, are clear on the need, um, but also what we can do to fill that gap. And right now, it's not as uh, not having an impact because there is still that federal money that is being a part of the budget. So that helps make up any shortfall for the immediate future. Yes, that's correct. So and that funding will get us through the current fiscal year, which, uh, you know, is, is through June 30th of this year. Um, but within a couple months, probably by about mid-March, um, we will have to put out a proposal and we'll do, you know, publicly, we want to make sure our riders know um, that, that's going to more closely detail what kinds of cuts and, inc- and fare increases that we're looking at um, if there's not a, a solution in there, because we want to make sure that people understand it. They know how, you know, and it is going to be across the board. It, it would be a remote, you know, we, we'll do our best to try to make sure that we're not um, putting a burden on, um, you know, any any riders, any any specific um, modes. Um, so th- that's a lot of work to make sure that we're spreading it out as evenly as possible. Um, but it would, it, you know, at the very least, people would be looking at less frequent service mm-hmm. uh, and, and less, you know, unfortunately, less reliable service. And those are things that, you know, we're struggling with now. So we it, it's um, it wouldn't be a step in the right direction. Right. Well, thank you for your transparency on that. Now, the worst case scenario would be what uh, the inquiry reported potentially 20 percent fewer rides overall. And again, is that across the board or, or how does SEPTA determine what service gets cut where? Yeah, so so that would be across the board, and that and that's what we're looking at now. Um, you know exactly what routes um, that's going to impact and, and how. Um, you know, it, it less frequent service is is probably the best way I could describe it now. Uh, meaning, if you're used to your bus coming every uh, twelve minutes, um, it's going to be twenty minutes or or a half hour. Th- those types of things. Um, you know, fewer regional rail trips. Uh, same thing on the on the subway lines, so it would be it's going to be throughout those different modes, um, and then you know we would be looking at at significant fare increases. Um, you know we, we haven't raised fares since 2017, um, so you know we we may be looking at a fare increase under any scenario, um, but usually we keep our fare increases within a a reasonable cost of living. Uh, type of increase, uh, you know, we would be looking at, at something in the magnitude of uh, up to 30 percent um, if, if we don't have a funding solution. So that we certainly wouldn't want um, to hit that, you know, to have that hit riders all at once. Uh, so we're just, you know, trying to look now at ways that we can lessen that impact while also working on a solution that can hopefully help us um, avoid some of the worst of that. Well, that is the worst case scenario if we're talking cutting 20 percent of service, but charging people 30% more for that service. that That's what we're outlining here. And if the, it right. is a worst case scenario, when would that take uh, effect? Yeah. So, it, so it would be phased in, um, it, you know, when you make, especially with the service cuts, uh, you know, you can't do them all at once, especially with scheduling and some other things that we have to take into consideration. Uh, so we would be looking at the fall for when those uh, service cuts would would take effect, but but again, we're going to have word out to everyone, you know, a, a good five to six months ahead of time, so that they know what we're looking at, 
um, and then there's public hearings and and, and so forth. Um, the the fare increases, uh, you know, to be determined exactly when those would go into effect. It would be sometime in the new fiscal year, which starts on July 1st. Um, so, we're, you know, we're looking at different options for, uh, you know, how we would enact those. Um, but, it, you know, it, it's coming up. It would, you know, the impacts would definitely start to be felt in the second half of this year. So the best case scenario is that uh, the governor and the mayor, I understand, obviously know that this is a priority. They know that SEPTA is suffering under lessened uh, ridership post-pandemic and that they uh, have a vested interest in making sure potentially that this budget uh, shortfall is uh, taken care of so that there is a possibility once this next budget is announced that you will get the money that you need. And that will at least, uh, will that go to making sure the right or, or the uh, service stays where it is? Or will that go first to making sure that if there is a fair hike, that it's less than what it might be without this money? So it, it, it would be both. So it would, it would you know, we would look to, to keep our service at uh, its current levels or very close to it. Um, and with the fare increase, we would, we would look at our options for keeping that at a, at a range that is much more manageable for our riders. Uh, so it would, it, it would help us on both ends of that. Um, and, and, you know, we are with everyone who's involved in this, we are hopeful that we're going to get to that place. Hopefully that, you know, we, we do have to plan for the worst, certainly. Um, but, you know, we, we also are very hopeful um, with the leadership that we have uh, that, that we're going to get a solution. And, you know, we're, we're a big part of the economic recovery of this region. We know our communities rely on us for, affordable, uh, reliable transportation. And, and we certainly um, don't want to uh, do anything to jeopardize that. So um, it's, a, it's the main priority here uh, at SEPTA to get a solution to this. This is Reality Check. I'm Tanya Pendleton. If you're just tuning in, I am talking to Andrew Bush. He is the Director of Media Relations for SEPTA, and he's talking to us about a potential of uh, what might happen if SEPTA does not make up a $240 million shortfall. Now, let me ask you this. Are there any uh, uh, any initiatives uh, afoot to try to get more ridership back to the system? Because that's one of the things that would obviously help as well. Yeah, and, and we do have a number of things underway, and we are seeing ridership gain. Mm -hmm. um, we're now at about seven hundred thousand trips, passenger trips per day. So that so that's um, that's about seventy percent of where we were pre-COVID. That's mm -hmm. our, our highest number. Um, so it's been it's kind of steadily increasing. Certainly, we we have an impact um, from work from home, which you know uh, some people not coming to offices. Um, and things, but we are seeing people, um, you know, start to come back in larger numbers. Uh, people who are on the train, on the bus, they're seeing larger crowds, which, uh, which is good. You know, we, we want more people to be on the system. Um, we, we do have a number of initiatives underway to try to grow ridership. Um, one, we're, we're looking at a, some redesign in our bus network to try to make that more efficient. Um, and we expect that will go forward later this year. Um, and then uh, we're also one initiative we've done specifically to help uh, grow ridership is um, we've partnered with employers and the city and institutions um, to help them provide uh, discounted passes to their employees. Uh, that's called the SEPTA Key Advantage Program. 
Um, that that's we've been putting that into place over the last year and a half. Uh, the city of Philadelphia is our largest participant in that. Mm-hmm. that that's a great initiative. Uh, so that's helping us bring numbers back. And you know, we may not get the full complement of traditional commuters back uh, at SEPTA, but we want people to. Uh, to to get those passes and use us for discretionary travel for you know for going out for uh, okay. you know for running errands which which we know thousands of our riders do uh, we're trying to get more people in the habit of that uh, but certainly if we're looking at uh, at cutting our service drastically and increasing fares uh, those efforts would suffer. Well, we always appreciate those free rides to and from Eagles games and sometimes Phillies games and all of those. So that's one initiative. Um, but you talked about something that is uh, coming up, which is the renaming or refacing of uh, several of the uh, subway, bus and trolley lines. I, I, I realized that I could remember it. It's LGBT. DM, I think, are going to be the new lines from what I can remember. Tell us a little bit about that and how that is going to roll out, because I I would imagine at first there may be some confusion, uh, particularly with the trolleys going from, I think it's one, two, three, four, five now. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's, um, you know, that's something that we're going to take our time and roll out for customers with a with a big educational campaign. Mm. What, what the goal that is, and that's um, called the SEPTA Metro uh, initiative. Um, and that and that's to try to have a more cohesive and consistent uh, naming, wayfinding um, and branding system. Uh, for the for our our core lines that are you know rail lines the uh, Market Frankfurt the Broad Street line our trolley lines uh, so that our everyday customers and also people who are new to the system uh, can easily identify the lines that they're taking um, we have, we're it's it's just in terms of what people see every day out on the system they're going to see newer clearer signs. Uh, that are very, you know, make it very clear what service you're getting on, where it can take you to. Um, so we'll go through a transition period where we have some new signage and the old signage. And in the meantime, we're reaching out and, uh, you know, educating riders about those changes. So that's something that's going to to be phased in starting later this year. Um, but it's it, it's really an overdue improvement um, to make the system uh, more accessible uh, for for people who are you know uh, who don't normally use the system every day, but also for our everyday riders, uh, make it more accessible, easier to use. There's no um, you know sometimes people want to take SEPTA, but they're not sure you know they don't know where the Market Frankfurt line goes or the Broad Street goes. Wayfinding is is a great way to help us break down some of those barriers. Uh, so we're we're looking forward to that. That'll be a, a great enhancement, um, and you know we expect to go forward on that regardless of uh, the funding situation. Um, but uh, we, we'll have more um, in terms of an educational component on that. Um, as we move into the later part of this year. So it will be rolled out later this year. Will it be rolled out kind of uh, across all of the lines or will it? we start with one and then add on as it goes? And then how will people know uh, kind of more, how will they find out more information about it? Are you going to put out uh, pamphlets or, or how to, I don't even know, I guess social yeah. social media would probably be the better way. I'm thinking pamphlets, <laughs> old school, I guess. So so it's, it, well, it's going to be all, the above because we really we we know we need to make sure that we reach all riders and however they consume information Mm -hmm. Um, so we have a a good detailed breakdown on our website septa.org 
Um, we recently redesigned the website and uh, the SEPTA Metro information is a big part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there will be printed materials that we'll be handing out. Um, we're going to be out on the system engaging with our customers uh, to make sure they they understand uh, what we're doing. You know, try to explain the concept behind it, but also just make sure that uh, they understand that their their service is not going away. This isn't an, an effort to you know to take any service away or or to um, you know to change anything that they're already using. We're just trying to make it much clearer um, what they're taking. Um, you know where these lines go. Um, and, you know, have it be a little more intuitive uh, for our riders. So so it starts with those four rail services um, mm-hmm. here in the, you know, from Center City out. Um, and then we'll, you know, and then we'll go from there. Um, but it, we're excited about that. That's going to be a good initiative. Um, and, and we think it's going to help us grow ridership. And it's going to be an enhancement for, uh, for, you know, the thousands of people who are already riding something. So that's one of the ways uh, that you can also try to uh, enhance ridership by making things a little bit easier for people to find and see it, at least after the initial confusion, because I'm pretty sure people are going to be a little thrown off at first. Now, what about the SEPTA bus revolution? That has also rolled out. Are you getting, what's the feedback? And I I know it's early. Uh, I think this just happened at the top of the year, or or if I'm wrong, correct me on that. But this is the changing of some bus routes around the city. Are you getting any feedback as to how that is going? Yeah. So, so what happens next with that is that that goes to the SEPTA board for consideration and, and that we expect that's going to happen later this month. Um, and then the changes themselves, um, wouldn't start to go into effect until, uh, probably the fall. Um, oh, okay. for riders. So, so we have gotten a lot of feedback. We've done, we had an extensive outreach, uh, campaign over the last, uh, two to three years, um, that included formal hearings, but also community, uh, meetings. And we did get a lot of feedback. We made some adjustments to the plan based on that. Um, you know, some some uh, routes that um, we were looking to connect more directly with Market Frankfurt service or Broad Street service uh, that people were used to um, having, you know, run continuously into Center City. Um, we made some adjustments based on feedback that we, we got from the community. Um, so we expect that um, we'll be rolling that out um, that's another one that we expect will, will start going out later this year. Um, there's going to be a lot of education again um, involved with that. And, you know, we have gotten a lot of good feedback on that. Um, you know, certainly anytime there's a change, um, you know, there, there's people might express some concern that, um, that their service might go away or that, that something's going to change that, um, you know, impacts their experience on SEPTA. Uh, so we're going to be out, um, you know, again, reaching out to our riders, making sure that, um, you know, and, and going out on the system um, to talk to them and make sure they understand the changes as they go into effect. Um, but yeah, that's the, the next step on that is to have the board consider it. And that could happen at the meeting later this month. And not to end on a, a, a low note, but one of the concerns about ridership is that SEPTA has had its share of violent incidences, some very recently. Um, we know that SEPTA Transit Police were able to uh, get the, the deal that they wanted to get and, and should be in the system. Um, so are there things that you can let people know about safety on uh, SEPTA that they should know um, in order to feel more comfortable returning to public transportation. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because it, it really is uh, the, the big 
issue that a lot of riders are concerned about safety and security. Um, it all it all starts there. You know, the service enhancements and other things that we have, um, you know, if, if we can't ensure um, and can't convince people that the system is safe for them and their families and friends to travel on, um, then those other things, uh, you know, don't matter as much. What we've done uh, uh, in short order over the last year is um, we've increased our staffing for the police department mm-hmm. um, significantly. Um, and we've, we've, uh, we're adding, uh, last year alone, um, we've added about uh, 35 officers. Uh, we're adding more to recruiting classes. And, and that would, had to do with um, some pay adjustments that we made um, before the last contract. So it's become a more attractive job uh, for new applicants. Um, those officers are doing a great job showing presence throughout the system. Um, and also when we do have a, an incident, uh, being able to affect an arrest very quickly. Um, you know, we certainly had a terrible incident last week where yeah. uh, it was a fight and that resulted in a person being struck by a train. Um, our officers were at, were at the station um, when that happened and were able to quickly make an arrest. Unfortunately, it was a fight that escalated very quickly and they couldn't uh-huh. intervene in that, but they were able to uh, to get the individual who was involved. Um, we have over 30,000 security cameras on the system. We have a unit that's dedicated to just monitoring those. That's helping us um, respond to incidents. Uh, so we're, we're trying to get that awareness out there and make sure, look, if somebody wants to come on the system and cause trouble, um, they're going to get caught. You know, we have them on video. Um, it's very clear video. Um, if you don't get caught right away at the station, um, your picture is going to be out there and uh, SEPTA police, Philadelphia police and our other partners um, are going to help hold people accountable. Um, so we, we want people to feel safe on the system. Um, we want our officers are, are doing a lot with engaging with riders, talking to them on the trains and uh, at stations. Uh, we're starting some some new initiatives to get more officers um, on buses, which. I mean, we, we have, uh, you know, over a thousand buses in service at any given time. So right. we can't dedicate an officer to each one, but having more presence on there. Uh, so that that's uh, where a lot of our focus is. And, um, you know, we're getting some good results. We're seeing serious criminal incidents go down. Uh, but we know we have a lot of work to do still there. Andrew Bush, the director of media relations for SEPTA. Thank you so much for being with us today on Reality Check. We'll have to have you back as you start rolling out some of those changes uh, between the bus revolution and the new signage and all of that coming uh, this uh, fall, looks like. Uh, Thank you so much for being with us today. We appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. All righty. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 